Welcome to Hive Mind. I'm Meg. I'm here with Eli. Hey, Eli. How are you? I'm great. How are you today on this fine Saturday? I'm good. Happy to be here. Tell me what you've been watching. I have weird ones for you today. Yes, I love weird. <laughs> uh, first, can we talk about DJ Crazy Times? What? The Euro, uh, you know this, the Euro oh, the, pop. It's, like a, it's a spoof, right? Yeah, the Euro pop. Okay, so let me give a little background in case, for those who are not chronically online and have missed this somehow. So there's this guy who calls himself, his character is called DJ Crazy Times. Uh -huh. And a few weeks ago, he just released to the internet this very short video that is a parody on Euro rock English music from the like late 90s to early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And he's like Eastern European, you know, his character is Eastern European. And if you've ever, if you remember kind of like Eurovision type music from that era, mm -hmm. it sounds like all of that. Like yeah. this would have won Eurovision in 1999. Very like Crazy Frog. Yes, yes, very crazy frog. Uh, it, Meg and I both spent time in Eastern Europe. This music is playing at every corner market all the time. Yes. Uh, and so he releases this and it's like, it's in English, but like all of the lyrics are a little bit odd, like an Eastern, Europe, Eastern European trying to speak English. Like the it, it's a man and a woman singing and like the woman at one point says... Um, all of the dream, how does this mean? Like, it's like just a lot of like almost right English. <laughs> well, so everybody, like this video, it, it's a very short clip and it's this man and this blonde woman takes the Twitter by storm and, yeah. and TikTok and whatever. And everybody is just watching it over and over again, this like 30 second video. And I watched it a hundred thousand times because it's like, it's so cringy and so weird and so catchy and so perfect, like all at the same time. You just like can't take your eyes off of it. Well, then he puts out the exact same video, like audio, but a different like shot of them like filming this music video with a completely different woman. It's not the original blonde woman. Okay. And the internet lost its mind because everybody had apparently developed a loyalty to the original blonde woman who we don't even know. Uh -huh. And people were like, where is she? Bring her back. You know, and it was like days of people like being upset about this. Then he releases another one, same audio, but with another woman. And so now it's like just a bit, right? That he's yeah. just like re-releasing the, and then he starts saying like, there's, I'm, I'm putting out the full music video of the full song on like august 18th so everybody's waiting for this so that music video drops the other day i'm gonna play just like a quick clip for people who haven't heard this okay so i have this has been in my stuck in my head for like a month and sure. so finally, the, the full music video drops. Meg, have you watched it? No, I'm so sorry. It's exceptional. It's so good. The whole song is so good. And to the Internet's delight, the original blonde woman is back in the music video. And like I saw somebody tweet out about it and was like, I don't know what this says about my mental health right now, but I started crying when she showed up in the music That's video. bleak. That's pretty bleak. So all of this to say the other day, the Jonas Brothers had a concert, I think, in Boston. Yeah. And they brought out DJ Crazy Times and the original blonde woman to perform their no song uh, in the concert. Wait, but what happened to the other woman? Do, Meg, nobody Why has can't any they answers. Like the, no one do has... we not remember uh, what was uh, so Ace of Base? Yeah. You can have as many women as you want in your weird 
Euro. That's I think the rave. joke that he's making, and so it just like it just kind of ha- like they just, they're they're sort of interchangeable, and like that's kind of the joke about Euro pop from that yeah. era is just like the women are interchangeable. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Like yeah. I think that's part of the bit. Yeah, it must be. So he they come out and perform in this huge stadium for the Jonas Brothers, and there are all these people have posted videos who were at the concert of just like how much they're bombing in that audience because like they the, don't get it because they don't get it but like them bombing is part of the joke like they went out knowing like most of these people are going to have no clue who we are yeah it's jonas brothers fans like they're not into whatever we're doing but the jonas brothers apparently think it's hilarious so they're yeah. like you should come so all these videos have been coming out of people at the concert just like watching this like crazy performance happening on the stage and they're like into it and like being so sincere about it but the audience is just like what is this <laughs> and these videos are so funny this is just the joke that keeps on giving and i don't it's my favorite thing that's happened on the internet in a long time i am so happy for you Check real it. quick mm -hmm. i cannot overstate how prevalent that type of music is in eastern europe mm -hmm. we would go into like a, a let's call it a bodega at like 8 a.m and that would be something i'm like i'm sorry am i in a rave right now yes. like it is constant yeah every bus ride is like Doo. Yeah. Do, do. like you're just always like there's this just beat that never it escapes never escapes you yeah and there's like a little bit of english coming out of it and it's all it's but usually it's like, a little weird you know how the uh songwriter who did i want it that way mm -hmm. is swedish yeah yeah and so like the grammar you're like mm, almost almost there almost got it it's yeah. all of that one of the lyrics in this song is the, the guy when he's rapping he says women are my favorite guy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like yeah. exactly what it is. That's it. I think I told you uh, when I was in Moscow years ago for work, I went on like a some party boat thing one night and they had this song that went on. I swear it, it played for an hour and it was that beat, the boom, boom, <laughs> boom, boom. And then every once in a while, this guy would come on and go, Moscow never sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Moscow never sleep. And I'm and like, to this day, like it's been 15 years yeah. and like that is the song I know the best of any song in my life. I think I've told this story before, but I remember being on, uh, they were called marshutes. They were like little shuttles mm -hmm. and hearing the final countdown unironically and just like being like, what, what, where, da -da -da, what yeah. is it? <laughs> this, you're listening to this? It was so delightful. Okay. And then another thing that I w watched the other day because of you so you wrote a piece about the um why is it slipping my mind 90s movie or late 80s movie buttercream the buttercream gang. gang the buttercream gang and i had not seen it in so long so i had to go to the internet and i didn't watch the whole movie but i watched oh, clips of it wow. do you want to talk about your buttercream gang piece because it was so funny i received a text from my editor which happens every once in a while, saying, can you please revisit the Buttercream Gang? And I said, how mean can I be? Because, like, <laughs> even as a six-year-old watching this thing, I remember thinking, woof, like, yeah. you could have tightened up that script. Um, and so I watched the Buttercream Gang, which is flawed. Mm -hmm. um, and if we <laughs> dig, probably a little problematic. There's some... A little racist. A little, like, you're safest in places where white people live. Yeah. Um, which, uh, not great. Uh, it was the 90s. Uh, it was made in a Utah suburb. I don't believe that the filmmakers went to Chicago, which is a major location <laughs> mm -hmm. in this film. Have they ever been to Chicago? I don't think so. 
well, I kind of had a good time. Like, it's warm. Yeah. It's very, like, yellow. It's very, like, they rubbed <laughs> a little Vaseline on the lens. Like, it's just, like, a very comforting watch uh-huh. that you don't need any brain power to process. It's not overtly Mormon, though, right? No. It's so just Utah. It's feature films for families, okay. uh, which was... Did they do On Our Own? I think they yes, also did On yes. Our Own. Yes, a lot of people have been talking about On Our Own. That was a big one. Rigoletto, mm-hmm. Seasons of the Heart, which messed me up. Um, I wrote in the piece they did Scamper the Penguin, which was actually like I think it was Japanese, mm-hmm. but they like dubbed it and then distributed that. They did a lot of Eastern European movies mm-hmm. that they just redistributed. Interesting. Yeah, and it was this weird like they sent it by mail before Netflix, but you like own the movies. Mm-hmm. It was a little MLME, I think, and then they later had a number of lawsuits for a telemarketing scheme. I mean, it's exactly what you would expect. Uh, Emily lived in the filmmaker's neighborhood, and she has some hilarious oh. stories. <gasps> Just like the exact kind of guy you think would run feature films for families. Interesting. Well, so um, On Our Own has the most baffling, hilarious plot point I've ever seen in a movie. And On Our Own somehow made it to Skyler's neighborhood in Portland. So, like, he grew up on this movie, too. Okay, real quick. Mm -hmm. I will say I wrote in this thing, like, I think this was a Utah phenomenon. And I've had so many people this week been like, Weirdly, this made it to Philadelphia. Like, just like one-off, like, around the country. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. So we, so On Our Own has this line, I think it's the last line of the whole movie, that Skyler and I quoted each other, like, once a week. And it's the the most baffling plot point. So if you haven't seen On Our Own, it's the story about these four kids, siblings, who become orphans, and they kind of go on this adventure across the country trying to escape the foster people who are trying to split them up. Sure. And eventually they they run into this woman who, like, finally starts to help them, and then she meets a man, and then basically in the end, this woman and man get married, or they they get engaged, and they decide to raise these children as their own. That's the story. But the the plot divide, like, the way they tell this story is it starts with the the woman calling her grandmother— and the grandma is played by, I think, the Hale woman. Remember the old woman, the Hale Center Theater woman? I forget her name. No. I might be making this up. But anyway, she calls the grandma and she's like, I have to tell you about this crazy thing that's happened in my life recently. And she's like, let me start from the beginning. And then, you know, she tells oh, it sure, in flashback sure. and like yeah, these yeah, kids, yeah. And, you know, whatever. And so the whole movie is her telling the story with like flashbacks, this thing. And you keep seeing the grandma like baking throughout the story. And then she finally gets to the end of the story and she's like, and that's basically it. And I guess I'm just calling to tell you that Chuck and I are getting married. And the grandma says, I know. I've just finished making your wedding cake. And it zooms out no. and she's been making the wedding no. cake. And it is so baffling because it's like, are they getting married tomorrow? Yeah, like when's the <laughs> wedding? Um, freeze-dried cake is not like, good. And so the point of the movie is like, when the grandma answered the phone, she's like, I think she's going to tell me she's engaged. I'm going to start making a wedding cake while she talks to me. It's so baffling. So Skylar and I like, Whenever one of us like says something that's like a surprise to the other, like that something that like we should not have known, w- like that's a common response. So Skyler will be like, um, like, oh, I don't think I've ever told you this, but like my brother used to be really bad at this thing. And I'll be like, I know I've just finished making your wedding. It's like our very like favorite thing to quote at each other. Perfect. <laughs> anyway, got very off track. Go bo- go watch the buttercream, buttercream gang. It's all on YouTube. Yeah. Or don't. <laughs> um, and then other than that, we're doing a rewatch of Shit's Creek. Oh, fun. Uh, yeah, I haven't done that in a, in a while. And I will just say, 
I have been historically very hard on the David Patrick relationship. Yeah, you have. Uh, on this most recent rewatch, I'm warming up to it more. Okay. Like it's still, I still think they're a little too mean to each other, but I'm like, okay, I get, I get it with these characters that maybe this is just what works. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's good. I, uh, have a running playlist that I put together of all my favorite songs. Okay. And I forgot that I put a little bit of Lexus on there Mm. and every time it comes on, it's what a joy. So fun. What a joy. Um, what have you been watching? Okay, so after I talked about 13 Lives on the last episode, a listener reached out and said, 13 Lives is great, but you also need to watch the documentary called The Rescue on Disney+. And I think I'm in a hyperfixation territory here now having watched both of these movies, but I'm glad that I watched them both because they both highlight different elements of the story. Uh, um, how these divers rescued the uh, 13 kids oh, right, who were trapped right, right. in the cape yeah uh one thing i really appreciated about the documentary is it really focused on the character of the divers who are all um socially awkward um okay. and enjoy diving because it gives them a lot of uh solitude mm-hmm. and have traditionally not been great with other people and how they were able to use that as a skill in this rescue and i just thought it was beautifully told fascinating both of these movies made me cry i do recommend watching both i think that there's even more details that they didn't have time to get to because it was just so crazy what order would you recommend um i like the order i did it movie first and then documentary. yeah and it's like yeah. always funny to see like oh they made they cast a hot person for the drama yeah, 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 <laughs> but yeah. it's fun to see the real faces yeah. there's a guy that we immediately clocked is from utah and of course he like works for the state department as a translator and he went to highland high like it's just it's okay. fun yeah yeah um so highly recommend that uh have you heard about claim to fame Mm-mm. speaking of the jonas brothers um frankie and kevin jonas host this show where everyone on it is related to someone famous oh. in one way yes you saw probably I, the tom hanks the tom meet. hanks one is the one that i saw yeah. so embarrassing there is an osmond on this yes no one has ever looked more like an osmond than this kid looks. my friend Lindsay texted me a picture and said this is the most um osmond mormon you could possibly and these look people have no yeah. idea yeah. they cannot figure out who he's related mm-hmm. to which is so funny and gives me a real sense of superiority yeah yeah claim to fame is very fun mm-hmm. um emily actually recommended it to me i'm really glad i'm watching it very stupid good time Okay. What we do in the shadows is back on. Okay. I'm watching it on Hulu. I love the show. Mm-hmm. It works because it's like you can never get too outlandish with it because the whole premise is outlandish. So okay. they, ha- I think they can do a lot of seasons. Hmm. Um, have you seen Yesterday? The movie? Yeah. Y- yes. Okay. So I um, listened to the Blank Check episode of Yesterday. I've told you about Blank Check yes. before. I know you couldn't get into it. Yeah. But they did an episode about yesterday that is so charming and so fun. Um, It included Zach Cherry, who is on Severance. They Mm -hmm. were his guests that week, and he loves this movie. Mm -hmm. And listening to his perspective, I was like, maybe I like this movie better than I thought. And we rewatched it this week, and it's a good time. Really? It's a good time. I I struggled with it because uh, this is like one of these movies where I was like, this could have been a really great film like it's a fun idea i think the thing that i had a hard time with it with was the the you know the point is you know what if nobody had ever heard of the beatles and then this guy like 
saying yesterday as if you know as if he wrote it and then he becomes this huge star off of it but the guy's personality is like so bad oh you didn't like it yeah like he's he's doesn't he's not charming and so i was like watching I it all the time and i was like i think if somebody who was like not that charming or exciting to hear like saying yesterday you'd be like that's yeah, a fine song and it wouldn't become like a sensation I thought it was well, a really weird film. Well, that's part of the film. movie is like it takes a minute for it to become a sensation. Yeah. Okay, but you liked it on a rewatch. I liked it on a rewatch. Interesting. Uh, it's fun. I recommend listening to that episode. I hadn't realized it was a Richard Curtis script, mm-hmm. which kind of makes a lot of sense. Who's that? Uh, he did uh, About Time, Love Actually, uh, Seven Weddings. How many weddings in a funeral? It's seven. Seven? Is it seven? I think it's seven. Um, Bridget Jones, maybe? Okay. You know that tracks all those. Interesting. Notting Hill. Um, I did not. I did not hate this movie, but I like went in really excited for it, and I came out and I was like, that didn't really. That kind of fell flat for me. It's a great airplane movie. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I agree. So, but I enjoyed listening to that episode a lot, and then I enjoyed the rewatch with that context. Uh, and speaking of things that I heard on podcasts and spurred me to watch something, I was listening to. 60 songs that explain the 90s which you know is my favorite podcast mm-hmm. and they did an episode on one by you two mm-hmm. um and to lead up to it they were talking about the time you two was performing i don't know which album it was but they were coming out in like lemons mm-hmm. and they were supposed to emerge from the lemons and it didn't work mm-hmm. and so the youtube players were stuck in the lemons and they had to escape out of a back hatch which is like a direct plot point from spinal tap mm-hmm which made me think we need to watch Spinal Tap yeah. and talk about it. Yeah. Tell me your thoughts on Spinal Tap. Okay, so background. I, I know this is technically not one of the Christopher Guest films, right? Like, technically, we don't... It's Rob Reiner. Yeah, Rob Reiner. But I Christopher think Christopher Guest is a huge star in it, and I think improvised... I think it's all improv. Yeah. I think of this as one of the Christopher Guest movies. Uh, you know, there are you've got Waiting for Guffman, A Mighty Wind, Best, Best in Show. Show. Best in Show is my favorite. For your consideration and Spinal Tap. I consider those like the five yeah. Christopher Guest movies. Um, I will say this is my least favorite yes, of the five. It is the slowest for sure mm-hmm. and also my least favorite, but also revolutionary it's, for what it did. It it's that that's what's really interesting about it. So like I waiting for Guffman is my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. Like if I could only watch one movie for the rest of my life, I'd be like, it's going to have to be waiting for Guffman. Yeah. Um, second for me is probably a mighty wind. I love uh, of the Christopher guest films. I love a mighty wind. Third is probably for your consideration, which is kind of like a flies under the radar. People don't I think about it. I love it. I wonder if you'll like it more now that you've watched Shit's Creek. Okay. I did see it like at a party, you know, mm-hmm. and I was like half watching. Yeah. Cause Catherine O'Hara stars in it. And she, she is like, a version of Moira Rose in that film way before Shit's Creek happened, and she is so exceptionally good in it. Okay. Um. Then Best in Show, which I I think is a lot of people's favorite. I love it, but it yeah. like it stacks up fourth for me. Yeah. And then Spinal Tap is a distant fifth, but I did when I was watching it last night. I was like, I do need to remember though that like this, I don't know if it invented mockumentary, but like mockumentaries have become like a pretty common thing yeah. now. And this existed at a time when that was not a common thing. Yes. And it, it's very fun to see that concept and be like, this is pretty original what they're doing. Yeah. And so I I appreciate it for that. I, f- I find most of it not that funny, but every once in a while I'm laughing out loud and I, I'm sort of like losing track of what we're doing through a lot of it. Yeah. But all in all, like it's, 
it's pretty it's pretty interesting what yeah. what did you think watching well, it we watch it with subtitles which i highly recommend because mm. then you can see all the lyrics and of the, the song the sound is wild in this movie yes. like the music is so loud yeah. and then it'll go to like a top we were adjusting the volume constantly <laughs> Uh, yeah, the yeah. subtitles made it really fun because the lyrics to their songs are so funny. The song about loving a girl with a big bum is just, it's like a Robbie Tripp song, you yeah, know, like a song yeah. that like actually exists in the world, but clearly they know it's a joke. Yeah. Um, I love the <laughs> the bit about their drummers dying over and over. Yes. I think that's very Very funny. funny. Um, it is, I think, especially for funny for anyone who's ever had to sit through like an actual music documentary because they are insufferable. Oh, like, yeah. rock stars are the worst this people is the to most, watch. The most important thing in the world is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really funny to tell the story of a band that's on its way out because mm-hmm. um, you don't see that a lot. I, it, I buy like the hour mark i was like all right i'm ready for this to be over yes. but uh, again like you i had to be like imagine watching this in the 80s you've never seen anything like this before yeah and i know a lot of people at the time said this is humor for nerds um mm-hmm. and so i i think that they were like the earliest adopters and then it became a more sh- mainstream format and it's done it's done really well it, for the time it also made me remember once again how much i love rob reiner yeah. I just adore him. He's so, he is so funny. He's like quietly funny in this like very subtle, fun way. <clears throat> I think he's, he's charming in this. Everything. I, has Rob Reiner made anything that you've like really disliked? I can't, I couldn't I can think, think of anything. Of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's just terrific. By the way, this is a tangent, but we've been watching Gilmore Girls because there are a hundred million episodes. Yeah. Meg, I'm still on like season three. I, we've been watching this for like a year. That's wild. To so me. long. But uh, it finally clicked for me for the first time the other day. The next door neighbor woman in Gilmore Girls, the mm-hmm. blonde lady, mm-hmm. she was Rob Reiner's wife in All in the Family. Sally Struthers, right? Yeah, Sally. Is that her last name? I Struthers. Think so. I, I was like, we've been watching this for so long. And I'm like, this woman is so familiar to me, but I don't know why. And Babette? then finally, huh? Is it Babette? Babette, I think, is the neighbor's yeah, name. She's so funny. She's so funny. And then finally, the other day, it was actually last night when we were watching uh, Spinal Tap, and Rob Reiner was like on, and and I was like, oh, I love Rob Reiner. And Skyler was like, I'm not that familiar with him. Do I know him? And I'm like, yes, you do. And I'm like yelling at him everything that Rob Reiner's ever done. He was like, and well, and he was in All in the Family. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh, that's how I know that woman yeah. from Gilmore Girls. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. I love those moments. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, yeah, Rob Rob Reiner's terrific in it. Christopher Guest is just like a genius person, and I don't I don't know very much about Christopher Guest's career outside of the Christopher Guest movies. He's married to Jamie. He's Lee married Curtis, to Jamie right? Lee Curtis. I know he's like a duke or something. Is he? Yeah, like he's. And I, is he actually British? Yeah. Okay, because I I was like, it's so funny they're all American. I forgot that he's British, um, because he does such a funny american affect in best in show mm-hmm. um his best character though is quirky and waiting for guffman i mean i don't know that christopher guest has a career outside of the christopher guest movies i don't think he needs one Mm-mm. i know that the actors do it for like twenty five thousand dollars. like Catherine o'hara oh, really? gave an interview she's like i got nothing for this movie but it's such a blast that they, i'll do it again they i i think you can tell they are having a lot of fun in yeah. these movies and um it's you know they're put 
they're they must all be friends because they do so many other projects yeah with each other i mean obviously Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy, it seems like they are, in my mind, they are actual real life husband and wife. Yeah. Like they just are together, yeah. you know, uh, and, you know, obviously they're in all of these movies together as well. And it just seems like these actors just kind of bump into each other and do projects together. And so when you watch any of them, you do get the sense that like, this is just like a bunch of comedy improv nerds who are like, let's get together and make a movie this summer. And I love that. Yeah, and it's so fun. It's so great. Um, I don't have all that much to say about this movie other than it's worth watching if you haven't seen it before to kind of understand the origins of the Christopher Guest movies. Um, again, it's very it's much slower than the other ones and you probably will get bored, but it has a lot of shining moments. I mean, Ghost to Eleven is iconic. Ghost to Eleven has made me laugh out loud. Um, but the brand new guitars in the guitar room really made me laugh. Yeah. The, uh, the moment that they get stuck in the vessel that comes on stage is pretty funny mm -hmm. stonehenge really made me laugh there there's a lot of moments they it's not all successful in execution but it's very revolutionary for the time i highly recommend starting with spinal tap and just doing like a fun rewatch of all five of yeah. the, these movies yeah, and there's no way you won't have a good there's time. no way you won't have a good time we we recently uh rewatched uh a mighty wind and I was surprised at how sweet it was. Like, I didn't remember how charming and sweet the movie actually is. Because mm -hmm. I just think of it as, like, zany and silly. Yeah. But, like, I, like, got emotional a couple times. And I was like, oh, that was kind of wild. Waiting for Guffin is, like, every line in Waiting for Guffin is the best line. Like, everything is funny in that movie. Um, best in Show is just, like, a stress, like... It's like erratic and stressful and so hilarious. I don't think it's stressful. I think it's so funny. I mean... I mean, it's I don't feel stressed as a viewer, but I mean, all of the people are so stressed in Best in Show because they're getting ready for this dog competition. Yeah. And it it is like it's one of these movies where it seems like the stakes could not be higher. But like if you take a step back, the stakes could not actually be lower in that movie. Exactly. And Jennifer Coolidge at her best, in my oh, opinion. It's her. That's her best. Uh, best one of these movies for sure. Yeah. Um, and then for your consideration, again, flies under the radar. I think it's worth a rewatch if you haven't seen it in a while. Making fun of Oscars, basically. Yeah. Um, and just absolute delightful. All right. Well, we will back. I think, I think past lives actually does. We were going to talk about it today. It's still not available for streaming, okay. but I think that by the time we record again, it will be. So we'll do that next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Um, bye.